This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, or IIHS, recently updated its moderate overlap front crash test to measure protection for rear seat passengers. And of the 13 midsize SUVs it just tested, it says most of them don't offer adequate protection for people in the back. Only four, the Subaru Ascent, Tesla Model Y, and Ford Explorer and Mustang Mach-E earned good ratings. Three earned marginal ratings, and the rest were poor. The IIHS updated the test because it says the gains automakers have made in protecting front seat passengers haven't been applied to rear seat passengers. For model year 2007 vehicles onward, the risk of fatal injury is 46% higher for belted rear seat passengers than passengers in the front. And the IIHS says that's in part because restraint technologies have only improved in the front seats. All the legacy automakers are scrambling to develop an electronic architecture similar to the one that Tesla uses. The so-called software-defined vehicle, where pretty much every part of the vehicle is controlled by software from a more centralized computing system. And now we can add Honda to that list. It reached an agreement to work with KPIT Technologies, a software integration company that's based in India. The two companies will develop a new operating system for Honda's next-gen electronic architecture, as well as software for EV powertrains, in-car entertainment and other connected technologies, and autonomous driving. But it doesn't say when it plans to launch this new system. Less than a week after General Motors revealed its offering buyouts to most of its salaried employees and global executives, the automaker announced its global chief marketing officer, Deborah Wall, is retiring at the end of the month. Wall joined GM in 2019 after holding that same position at McDonald's. She also held marketing positions for a number of other automakers as well. GM, which spent $3.3 billion on advertising in 2021, says it will conduct an external search for Wall's replacement. It's offering the buyouts as part of an effort to cut $2 billion in costs over the next two years. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Not long after saying it would focus more on BEVs and introduce vehicles that are, quote, unapologetically American in Europe, Ford is doing just that. It showed another teaser for its VW-based MEB vehicle, which says, quote, a reinvented Ford is coming, and reveals that the EV will debut on Tuesday the 21st. Ford also announced it's going to start selling the Bronco in Europe for the first time ever but only the Outer Banks and Badlands editions, which come standard with more off-road equipment 
and a 315 horsepower 2.7 liter turbo V6. Here in the States, those vehicles would sell anywhere from about 50 to somewhere in the $80,000 range. So you just know there will be a markup to ship them to Europe. Ford says it's making these moves to differentiate itself and attract more customers. It will also help it crawl out of the lower price segment of the European market, which it has slowly slid down into. But there's also worry this won't be enough to turn Ford's European operations around. It's lost nearly half of its market share over the last 10 years, and offering Broncos in limited numbers isn't going to help with that. And some analysts think that the VW-based EV won't be different enough from VW's EVs for customers to embrace it. The ultimate fear is that Ford will eventually just be an importer of vehicles to Europe. But what do you think? Let us know in the comments where you think Ford is headed. Kia pulled the wraps off its newest electric vehicle, the EV9, and fans of the concept styling must be happy today because it remains pretty faithful to that original look. The EV9 is a large three-row SUV that rides on the Hyundai Group's eGMP platform. It's not sharing a ton of details at the moment, but it does show the interior has a modern design with a long, thin display that combines the infotainment and instrument cluster together. There also looks to be a generous amount of room with all the seats folded down, and a neat feature is that the second row captain's chairs can swivel to make entering and exiting the vehicle easier, or so you can face the third row. And Kia says, stay tuned for more details. Finding replacement parts for old classic cars can be really difficult. And that's why Porsche offers reissued parts for its older models. And now it's making magnesium crankcases available for 911s built between 1968 and 1976. Until now, the only hope was to weld cracks in the cases or reuse parts from another engine. But now owners can order the crankcases as an original part right from Porsche. However, it wasn't easy to recreate because the old drawings with production-related data were hard to decipher. So Porsche had to go through parts lists, technical info in the company archives, and interview former and current staff about design details just in order to reproduce the crankcase. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Schaeffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Last week, BMW teased its new iDrive system that launches later this year, and now the automaker is giving us a preview of its new head-up display called BMW Panoramic Vision that will debut on its new class electric vehicles in 2025. It projects information and graphics across the entire width of the windshield so all passengers can see it. While BMW didn't get into many specifics, the new HUD is able to create sharp images 
by showing info with higher light intensity and contrast onto a dark coated edge at the lower edge of the windshield. That's about all the details we have for now, but BMW says it will share more about the system at the Munich Auto Show in September. And BMW also shared a few details about the upcoming 5 Series. An all-electric powertrain will be offered for the first time, and it will be available for the sedan, wagon, and M versions of the car. The 5 Series will also offer plug-in hybrid variants, as well as gasoline and diesel engines with 48-volt mild hybrid technology. Other new features include an updated design, new operating system with a curved display, and digital services. The new 5 Series sedan launches worldwide in October. And you won't want to miss this week's AutoLine After Hours. Sandy Monroe and Corey Steuben from Monroe Live will be joining us on the show. Some of the topics they'll dive into is Tesla's new assembly process and what they think it will take for Tesla to come out with a $25,000 car and still make a profit with it. So, join John and Gary tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time for what should be a really fun show. That's it for today. Thank you for tuning in. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.